0: Looking to get cold side of Fox. Bon. LaFondra
1: away from David! 3-1 running! Three points running!
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Elm Park Royals podcast. Brought to you by Blue Collar Street Food. Um, today's a difficult one. It is quite a difficult one. Um, we're obviously looking back at the one-all draw to Wigan. It was simply a must win. Um, And in true Reading fashion, we huffed, we puffed, we had a great crowd and yet again failed to deliver. Um, To talk over the game, I've been joined by two fantastic people. We've got Hugh. How are you doing, Hugh?
1: Morning, Matt. Yeah, had had better mornings after a game of watching a Reading the day before. It was oh dear, it was tough leaving the stadium yesterday. That's the only way to put it. It was it was a tough one emotionally for any Reading fan who's who's very tied into the club. I've been going since '99, so not as long as as yourself, Paul. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's a very tough one to watch because for me as a fan, it almost feels like we're going full circle back to where the club was when I started following them, to be honest. Yeah. I
2: mean, um, Jim Jim Lee, he put out a tweet yesterday. It's kind of like, um, if you're going to bookmark Wikipedia er- eras, this 98 to 20, 20, 2023 is kind of the, yeah. uh, the end of an era. And it kind of feels like that. Um, also joining us, though, from the lovely picturesque setting of Norfolk, Brought down, obviously, by, of course, Reading FC. It is Paul Mann. How are you doing, Paul? Uh,
0: yeah, I've got to say, that is one of the flattest times I've ever arrived on holiday. I was on my way here and Twitter scrolling, because that's what you do when you're watching these horrible games. <laughs> and I saw the goal come out, the Wigan one. Then I saw the we weeklies. And i tell you what, we equalised. And I thought, does it matter? <laughs> does it <laughs> matter? Because yeah. it was so late. And mm-hmm. it's just soul destroying, isn't it? Watching it happening, but it looks like it's gonna be League One, lads, isn't it? It really does. We're gonna need a miracle now, aren't we?
2: No, that's that's the reality of it. That's the reality of it, to be honest. Um, but, Paul, to be honest, I don't know why you do this to yourself when you're on holiday. You should just completely switch off. Um, yeah, it's not fair on yourself and your mental state, but um, here you are soldiering on, so we thank you for it anyway. I just like putting myself through pain. See, you know, <laughs> it's a whole new channel like a start, but let's not go into that one. <laughs> no, let's not. Let's um, let's let's get the game out of the way with, to be honest, um, because there's bigger things to talk about than the game. Um Team News came in, um, and it was it was one change, I think, from memory. It was Long, Long came in. Uh, actually no, sorry, Long and Hoylett. I, I completely forgot the Hoylett even played yesterday, that's how bad he was. Um Long and Hoylett came into the starting lineup. Hugh, what were your thoughts when you saw the lineup? Obviously, seeing Hoylet back, long back.
1: There was options I there. Was a because I was surprised we weren't going four four two as we had against Luton and Burnley at home. And Long, because it looked like, to me, it was either going to have to be someone completely out of position, like a Casade or even Hendrick on the wing, if Long was to be playing up front. But then, clearly, watching the game, it wasn't Long was starting on the wing. And we saw it a couple of times under Ince, Long being forced out wide, and it just, just didn't ever work, did it? He's not He's not got the legs anymore, and he can't even in his first stint at the club he was never someone who beat a man for kind of trickery or anything he was the kind you want to play the ball in behind to so um yeah didn't just didn't really work for lineup yesterday for me no it's the weird
2: thing with long to be honest in his career it it happened at southampton over the years he was being played mm-hmm. out wide almost on the left of the um left of a 4231 in the left attacking mid left wing whatever you want to call it and he's kind of adopted that role since almost, you know, like leaving leaving Reading, g- going to Southampton. It's where he's kind of played for the last few years. But, you know, like, like you say, he's not he's not a guy to beat a man.
0: I was really surprised to see Aziz not starting. I, I think it's exactly what we needed yesterday was energy. And, yeah, we know about his decision-making. It's not always great, but come on. I mean, everybody loves Shane Long and everybody thinks Junior Hall is okay. I mean... Uh, didn't he come into the game yesterday with zero assists throughout the whole of the season? I mean, nothing against Junior, but he's not exactly ripped up the league, has he? And I think Femi Aziz should have started. Would it have made any difference? We never know, do we? But I mean, uh, I'm not going to start castigating Noel hunt because he's been put in an absolutely horrendous position taking over this team. So he's tried everything and it hasn't worked, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, one goal and zero assists in 33 games or 32 games before yesterday. Hoylett came into it, so um, so yeah, um, not the greatest record, but to be honest, he's a player coming into the twilight of his career, um, to be honest. So, um, so yeah, th- th- those were the two changes. I'm, I'm, I, I was encouraged to see Hoylett back because it was just another option, you know. We got to a point where it was academy graduates, you know, and we saw at Coventry the effort was there but they just weren't up to the standard of coventry um so it was nice to see a few players back but i mean the game the game kicks off and it was a really raucous atmosphere to be honest in the stadium it was really really good for the first like 10 15 minutes and kind of it felt like the players were feeding off it a bit because to be honest the first 15 20 minutes there was it was pretty much all in wigan's half it 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 was a really good start from reading but as we've seen from from Reading across the season, Hugh, there was just no end product to it. It was always missing the final pass and shot.
1: We we just really needed an early goal yesterday because then the atmosphere would have even lifted higher. Like you said, the place, Club eighteen seventy one, but not even just Club eighteen seventy one yesterday. The East Stand, you could see it throughout the stadium. Stadium was absolutely packed. Like the club had been asking for the fans to do their part. And we really turned up and yeah, we were camped in Wigan's half, I'd say for pretty much the whole first half. They had a couple of counters and a couple of corners, but other than that, in the first half, it was one way traffic, but we just couldn't create many clear opportunities at all.
2: No. And kind of as things have been through the entire season, um, Open play was was the struggle. All of our chances mm. pretty much came from came from set pieces. Um, the first one came um, with Tom McIntyre from a from, as a result of a long throw-in. Um, Guinness Walker from the left, it's thrown in long, heads out to Tom McIntyre, and I mean Paul McIntyre is probably ten yards out. My brother next to me said it's probably the one person you didn't want it to fall to um, Tom McIntyre in that situation because um, he just slices it over. Yes,
0: it's, the, well, I mean, it's a dreadful effort, isn't it? I mean, he knows that more than anyone. But, yeah, if that gets on target, you just don't know. I mean, we're not looking at a certain goal or anything from that shot because there's a lot of defenders to get through. But it's a big possibility. Um, But pressure, technique, it's all collapsed at the wrong moment for him, hasn't, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, you know, it's it's... It's a shame because he he that was probably his one chance in the game. We've seen him do it before his magical goals last season to get us out of trouble, but just couldn't quite do it in that moment. So, um, it's 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 difficult to pick out many moments in the first half. I have to say because even though I say we we dominated the first half, I think we finished on about fifty-seven percent possession. But we only had six shots. We're going to two, you know, um, but we there was no real dominating factor. The one real chance you could probably look at. Um, Was a header from Lucas
1: Um, on about 40, mm. 42 minutes at the end of the first half. Mm, and I, I thought this one had gone in because the keeper does really well to claw it off the line, it felt like, at least from my view in, in Club 1871. And it's, I think it's another long throw in, or was this one a corner? But either way, um, uh, Holmes wins a flick on him, then Xiao's there at the far post, and he heads it towards goal. There's not really much more he can do. You can't get too much power on those kind of headers when it's a, a flick on because it's not coming at you as, as hard to be able to kind of get the force back on it to head it in. But, yeah, keeper makes a great save and one of the only times that, and I think a, a very soft Hendricks shot were the only two times he was really called into action in the first half. So for all our effort, we really didn't, didn't test him much.
2: No, they, they huffed and puffed in that first half. I mean, it was two shots on target at the end of the first half. I think, I think to be honest, with that Lucas Yau chance, the thing that's probably saved the keeper, uh, it's a fantastic, so I still think it's a fantastic save by the keeper. He kind of claws it away, David Seaman style, um, out, out of the goal. It was quite phenomenal to watch. Um, but it's probably just the power on it. Like you say, it's hard to get the power on those headers. Um, you say
0: phenomenal to watch.
2: I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah wow. <well, laughs> if you take your. I mean, you're, you're, you're it Reading. Was shit to watch. That's what it was, wasn't it? It, <laughs> it was, because also, probably one, one of the other things that the keeper probably loved at that point, um, Reading fans have been giving him stick all, all, all game.
1: Well, calling him a fat, you got know.
0: he word, unfortunately, hasn't he? I mean, in many ways. I mean, the big been relegated, so there. not really, but on that one moment. But I remember scrolling through it and just thinking, oh, I'm gutted I'm not there, but also I'm also glad that I'm not there. It's that weird mixture with football is if you actually see it face on, it hurts you even more, I think. yeah. And it's just, oh, it's brutal. It's brutal. Because having the stadium full, and as you said earlier, Hugh, the the fans have turned out brilliantly. An absolutely Mm. full stadium from our side. And our fans get criticised a lot, all the time. But when it mattered, they were there, and the players they just couldn't step it mm. up. And I don't think it's lack of effort; I think it's just lack of ability. Mm. What do you think, Matt?
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of. I think, to be honest, it's been the story of the season. You know, back at the start of the season, we were talking about you know this team. It doesn't have the quality um, of of the other teams. It's going to have to be through hard work and graft that these guys stay up. You know, it's a team built up of you know other teams' offcuts free transfers loans that no other, no other teams wanted you know mark bowen said it kind of um or he said it a few times now this season that you know we've had to build this squad up through through the real um offcuts we've had to be devious with or not devious but kind of um creative with deals you know and at the end of the day you can see it in this team it, it it's a it's a mishmash team there's no real kind of identity in it you know um i guess the, the good thing that hunt has kind of brought to this team since coming in is just a bit more attacking intent, you know, to, to this team, but let's be honest, the quality isn't there, you know? Um, and I guess the interesting thing about yesterday though, probably the one person we probably really missed yesterday, and it makes it even more frustrating about his decision, stupid decision against Luton was Andy Carroll. Cause how many crosses did we put into that box? The set, set pieces as well, it, pretty much the entire highlights reel yesterday is set pieces from us. How much Hugh, would we have just killed to have Andy Carroll
1: there yesterday? Oh, I remember, I remember saying it to my mate during the game. It was like, we must've been on our 15th, 16th corner. We had Guinness Walker doing the long throw-ins. It's like, and we were winning the ball in the air as well, or we were forcing them to put it out for another corner. I thought our set piece delivery wasn't actually all, all that bad yesterday, but, um, yeah, that game was crying out for Andy Carroll. We've let's be honest, we would have probably won it yesterday with an Andy Carroll in the team because all you've got to do is land one or two corners on his head, and he's he's got two goals. But yeah, stupid, stupid decision at, at Luton is is going to have cost us on that one. But it's not cost us relegation, has it? The, we've been we've not been relegated because we haven't had a Carroll for Coventry and Wigan. We've been relegated because yeah. we went through three months of the season just refusing to attack in any away game. I almost, I, I think I messaged you this after a game yesterday. We look like a team that's forgotten how to attack. Like you've got yeah. a player in Lucas Shaw who we've all seen him during COVID, unless it didn't happen, kind of Matt Letizia-esque, nothing actually happened during the pandemic. We saw Lucas Shaw, if you get the ball to his feet within 30, 35 yards of the goal, he might just do something magical. He can get 20 goals a season, but no one seemed to want to pass to him at all yesterday. Like every time we seem to force it out wide instead of going into Zhao's feet. It's like we've we've forgotten how to create chances.
2: He cut a very frustrated figure yesterday. Mm. You know, we saw what you can do on the edge of the box against Coventry. And like you say, when you look back to previous seasons, I think to be honest, we've all blocked out that COVID season, um, because it was actually a good season. Um, and we don't seem to really like good seasons as Reading FC fans. They want
0: you to believe that he scored 20 goals in that season. That's <laughs> <strange>. <laughs> But did he really?
2: <laughs> <laughs> did it really happen or was it just a conspiracy? <laughs> we might never know. Um, but yeah, Zhao in that first half cut a frustrated figure. There's no two, two bones about it, to be honest. But the second half, the second half came and it, it, it was interesting because for... I mean Wigan offered nothing that first half. Um it seemed like well, I, I see I say it seemed like only a matter of time, just purely because of the the pressure seemingly, but uh, he, there was that dying kind of feeling inside you that are we actually going to score today, even though we had all the pressure. The and the the first half starts and within about twenty seconds, Hugh, they had a, a well um they they well Wigan had an attack and had a shot. And it kind of, you just got that feeling from that moment that well we're gonna gonna step it up from here and it kind of flowed that way for the rest of the first uh, second half sorry
1: it, it felt like they had quite a clear game plan I think Maloney had told him just stay in it till half time I don't think mm. he probably looked to the fact we'd set up with wingers as well to say don't try and go toe to toe we need to just and because of waivers, the, the atmosphere in the ground I think the last thing Wigan wanted was for it to be a back-and-forth game where the atmosphere just got louder and louder in the Reading end. I think he was planning for that kind of... And it worked out that way in the end, the 75, mm-hmm. kind of for about 70 minutes to really step it up a gear, which they did. And, yeah, start of the second half, they came out the blocks really quickly. And then there was that weird... Because it comes into the far post and then there's some kind of collision between Dom. McGuinness and Lumley, where Yeadon looks okay, but McGuinness is then subbed off. But McGuinness is about two yards on the pitch at this point, but the physios don't just roll him off.
2: And, well, well, like, well, it wasn't it was it wasn't that. It was the fact that the ref allowed actually um, McGuinness to be essentially yeah, to carried on. off at walking yeah. or less than walking pace, stumbling mm. place, to the pretty much the halfway line. It was probably about five, ten yards inside the Reading half there but he was literally on the touchline. Why the ref couldn't just move him to, yeah, was, you know, and, and, and let them let him walk around the pitch because that wasted again another minute because yeah. it took ages for him to walk off the pitch. It was the start of the second half. It has to be said for as good as the atmosphere was in the first half, it just nullified it. And mm. for Wigan, you can only give them credit for that because, you know, they came out, the, the atmosphere was with Reading all first half. It was really, really raucous in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just killed off the atmosphere, and it was much the same. You know, we 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 had a chance in in the second half again. Comes from a set play. Sar crosses it into Holmes, but just heads it straight to the keeper. But I mean, Wigan were coming more and more into the game, and they probably should have taken the lead. With uh, it, it it was a um, it was a, a it was a McLean cross to lang lang volley's How it. did he miss this i i it's don't know
0: incredible i mean it shows why the team's been relegated and i mm. say that quite openly because we're probably you know you know likelihood going to get relegated so i don't feel like i'm being disrespectful there i mean if i am who cares anyway but um i just think that's just an it's just an astonishing miss <laughs> i mean it's mm. going to like it's so much easier to score there and to actually miss or like hit it straight at the goal it's quite incredible but yeah alarm bells are going off at that point aren't they uh, massively and then the, like the goal that they actually do score wigan um at the far post
2: it's just seen this so many times Hugh, haven't we just terrible defending Well one 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 thing just to jump in here quickly here i don't know if you saw at the game as well the touchline ang- antics that kind of led to the goal here or did you no, not? no, oh, no! I can't sort. So. It, was, it, it was interesting because um, I'll just describe it for kind of the, the people that maybe didn't see it. Um, we're going to line up for this free kick, probably about 30, 35 yards um, out. There's no wall. Um, it's blatant that they're going to play it over to the left because there's people there. But all the touchline is pretty much directing players to this side, to, to the other side of the pitch, which I don't know if that distracted Reading players, um, but it leaves... Um, again, McLean, and I can't remember who had it far on the left, who plays it back to McLean, just in the freedom of the Medeski, to be honest, because they had about 20 yards of space to cross the ball in.
1: And it was a carbon copy of the chance we were just talking about, that Lang um, seemed like passed to Longley, essentially, with, with that chance. But, yeah, I mean, he puts a similar cross into the back post. Um, you say it was Hugh who came in, is it...?
2: Hughes, Hughes, yeah, it's uh, Hughes, Wigan 15. Wigan youngster, nineteen years old, and is, yeah, uh, his, it's first his first goal senior goal.
1: Club. Yeah, um, it's a good header. Lumley can't. I'm not going to blame Lumley for this one. There's not really much he can do. He gets a foot to it, but it's it's got the momentum to take it in. And at that point, the the crowd felt deflated. I think from about sixty minutes, it felt like there was a real tension, like it. Like it sunk in with every fan at the exact same moment of what if we don't win this game? Like and there was just yeah.
2: I think it was I think it's kind of more
1: like be going at that point.
2: I think. Well yeah, well, like I think it was more just where's a goal gonna come from? We've thought this mm. so many times this season. Mm. You know, and everything was coming from set pieces. Um and then you start having the Wigan attacks and, you know, the kind of cracks appearing in this Reading defence. Again, you have that chance um, where Lang just passed it straight to Lumley. And then, you know, this one, um, Lumley is, it's, it's a good header. The the guy heads it down into the ground. Um, Lumley can only get a foot to it. You know, some people might criticise him for not being able to clear it. Others will say he's got no chance, but it's just the, the defending on the back post again is just uh, like you say, how many times we've seen it this season. And at that point 81 minutes like i say kind of all hope goes because this team hasn't scored two goals now in a game for it's 12 games now mm, you know th- this team just doesn't cool. score and that's ultimately you know what what's what's cost us um but there was a slight glimmer of hope um yakumate 93rd minute wigan fans must be cursing the day that Yaku Meite ever ever signed for Reading because this is the goal that actually sends Wigan down. Um, It was an equaliser. Paul, I mean, you you said that you saw the notification for kind of um, the uh, the Wigan goal, the Reading goal. Yeah, yeah, when you see the Reading
0: one come through... I was sat there with Charlotte. She's like, I said, oh, yeah, we scored." And she's like, "Oh, that's good." I'm like, "Yeah, don't matter, does it? <laughs>
2: because we're not going to get another one." absolutely. I'll, I'll be honest. In the stadium, I, I, I was the same. Um, yeah, I, 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 I had people around me celebrating, but I'll like, it, it, it might is, be, it, yeah, it, 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 it might it be bad to just... like hope.
0: I mean, let's, but... I'm not like criticizing people for having hope. You got to have mm. fun. Oh no, no, time. no. And... Uh, um, there was so little time. And just the fact that we haven't scored two goals for so long. I mean, it's great that we didn't lose in some ways because it gives us like, well, I don't know, 5% chance, whatever it is mm. now. But I just think, yeah, they must hate Yakumate. I mean, <laughs> he's stuffed them twice, hasn't he? And both that's times good. in injury time. I mean, yeah. that is quite impressive. I mean, mm-hmm. Wigan were going to go down anyway. It wasn't Yaku Mate that's really relegated them over the whole season. But, yeah. It's, it is hard to see how the quality of players next season, whatever league we're in. I mean, if we stay in the Championship, it would be a miracle. But in League One, I don't think people realise the drop-off that they're going to see. It's no. going to be big. The, Lucas Gow, is- he will get stick from so many people. But he does score goals and he has got ability. And what when is- you get into League One, you're not always guaranteed that. We're not the biggest club in that league by a long way. And we'll have to wait and see. But there's also some questions that we should, I think we should, like, move on to them. People saying about – somebody asked about people staying at the end of the match and what are their thoughts on that one. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Because, for me, it is tough because normally at the end of the match you'd stay and you'd kind of, like, clap them. But, I mean, this one's from Neil Buckley. But, yeah. I can see why people left you. I mean, it, it's so crap. And it's not just about the players, is it? It's about mm. the club and the ownership and the direction that we've had since Dai Young has been here.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, even he left on 85 minutes, um, which I'm sure will come <laughs> on to, but I'm, I'm not going to tell anyone how, how to support the club. If you want to applaud at full time, and you you feel that's fair while they're doing the lap of honour, fair enough. Um one of the things I do want to mention as well about Club 1871, I do think the um the need for some fans to go and celebrate over by the away fans needs to come to an end. Like the the football away videos sites, all these ones that glorify fan fights and this. It's just nonsense and I would it would be nice if the 16 year olds could cut that out in Club 1871. But um yeah the fans the fans applauding fair enough not not for me I I couldn't applaud that team off the pitch because they've just they've sucked the life and the enjoyment out of going to watch Reading this season. Like I could never as, as someone like I said at the start someone who's supported this club for 24 years I couldn't not go to a game all season, apart from the COVID year, but um, I I did not enjoy going to a lot of games this season. It was like, what are we even watching? It, there were times where watching games that were on Sky that I couldn't get to, like uh, watching the Cardiff game, where we barely had a chance or match. It was like, why don't I just put something on Netflix? i like, this isn't this isn't enjoyable. I'm not enjoying watching this game, so for me, there was like I appreciate some of the players. Like obviously you've got local lads in the team. I appreciate like there are some players where you can't fault their effort. You you can just fault their ability. But for me, there was there was no need to give that team a round of applause after watching them struggle to a draw against one of, if not, let's be honest, the worst team in the division.
2: Well, I think to be honest, the way the way I kind of looked at it before the game. Um, you know, it was in in effect nineteenth versus twenty third when you take out points deductions. I think it was nineteenth v twenty third because um, Wigan had their points deduction as well. And if you can't beat them at home in a must win game, you know, Wigan, Wigan would probably be, be be thinking the same thing. You know, if they were home and 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 the tables were flipped, you know, Um you've simply just got to you've got to find a way. And this team just time and time again just hasn't this year. And I mean, what you say, Hugh? About this team just sucking the enjoyment out of football again. I'd like I I couldn't really celebrate the 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 equaliser because again what 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 really did it mean, you know? And then after after the game, like what? Why why am I going to applaud this team that's simply the worst team that we've seen in over twenty years of supporting this club? What is there to applaud? You know, there's there's very little.
0: It's definitely the worst championship team. Um, yeah. There's, there's no doubt on that. Um, in the championship era, obviously, there was another one which I saw in the 80s. Um, that was pretty dire, the one that went down.
2: They're so, going back f- 40, I, I, I over 40 out. years there. <laughs> yeah, You know, we, 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 which you think, though, like, we're talking about this team. The only team that you can think of that's probably worse than this is back in the 80s. That's, that's uh, yeah, probably. Not, the
0: team that went down um, in 87, 88, which is typical Reading, we win the Summer Cup and then we get relegated the same season. This is just like, you know, these are my formative years of supporting Reading FC, and this is what we do. But
1: I, I would put the Clement Gomez season on a par with it. That was awful. Like, it started badly, it ended badly. It, it ended in a similar way with us drawing at home to Sunderland, who were absolute dog shit that season, and scraping over line. And then that, that final... is quite similar, actually, in a way. That final day of the season where we got absolutely battered by Ipswich who had nothing to play for and yet still beat us 4-0 at the Mideski. and it was the start of club 1871 there and there were fans trying so hard to be positive about it and it was like no this is the start of something wrong here at the club like yeah this it was not a season to be positive
2: well just just touching on that then um kind of off, off the back of that question kind of and on this team, the players. Um, a question came in from Cameron on Twitter as well yesterday. If you could choose three players from the starting lineup to play next season for us, regardless of what division we're in, who would you choose? Because um, I have to, I, I have to agree with Cameron here. He says he's struggling to choose three. Um, I'm struggling to choose three. I don't know what your you guys are.
0: If you're going to go for, assume that we're in League One. Um, this is going to like. Um, some people won't agree with this, but that's fine. I don't mind. I'd uh, have Lumley, but I don't think he's going to sign. I'd have, oh, yeah, God. I can see Lansley's absolutely arranging <sighs> at that one. <laughs> Yay, the thought of Lumley again. Sorry, you know, Guinness Walker. <laughs> I'd have him in the team, and I think Tom Holmes would be absolutely fine in that league. Absolutely fine. But I don't think he'd be here if we get relegated. I don't think it's going to be a massive clamour from Premier League teams. I don't think that at all championship team could easily come in for him but after that i am not overloaded with players obviously team Mac would be probably in there as well for league one i think it would be absolutely fine there as well hugh what do you think
1: i i can't endorse tom holmes right now because he forced a transfer move away from me on football manager so even when i was thinking of for free i was like no it can't be tom holmes he's He's forced to transfer away. Fo- um, football manager I'm, I'm vendettas. is irrational dislikes. Yeah. I do like that. Um, <laughs> fo-
2: fo- football manager vendettas run deep. They really do.
1: They really do. Um, I'd have Nestor Guinness Walker because he's an exciting player. He reminds me of when we first signed um, Year Dom and all of a sudden we had a fullback who would actually take on defenders who wouldn't just immediately look to play it to a winger who had more ability. And, and definitely in League One, I think Guinness Walker would be a top player. It, players like Holmes and McIntyre might even benefit from a relegation, trying to spin it in a positive way where they'd be amongst the kind of better defenders in the division. They're not going to get as caught out for pace because people aren't as quick in League One. So you'd hope, like, my hope with the club and with all the things we heard from... from uh, thursday night with bowen is that if we go down the rebuild almost gives a chance to give some confidence to his players like aziz holmes McIntyre because i just feel they they must be in, in such a rut at the moment because it's just been relegation battle after relegation battle if you're if you're losing week in week out it's very hard to build any foot and have any confidence in your own ability as well i think I Think we saw that with um with Southwood after the Fulham game. He wasn't the same, the um, the seven 0 So you you just hope maybe it'll be a, a good reset. Like there's any of the young players I'd I'd be happy to see in in a League One team, team next season, other than Holmes, because he forced out a move.
0: On a podcast when we're all but relegated, you you've thrown in the seven nil defeat against Fulham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to push us <laughs> over the edge, aren't you? You really yeah. are. But come on, Matt. We want to know your three. And I'm going to have... I'll bet my mortgage on the fact that you will not have Lumley in goal. <laughs> <It's absolutely laughs> well, two, joke's Matt. on
2: you, because first person on my sheet, guess Joe Lumley. No, 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 of course it's not. Um, no. <laughs> um, it's a really hard one, because, I mean, I'm looking at this realistically right now, to be honest. And when you, when you think of actually the realisms of next season and actually players that are still going to be here. There's actually going to be probably very, very few players that are still going to be here. The few that are still in contract, Tom Ince, will he probably be here still? Very unlikely. Um, Yeardham might end up getting a transfer. I can't see Yeardham. Well, I'm 50, 50 on whether or not Yeardham will be here. Andy Carroll, the thought of Andy Carroll in league one is a bit worrying. I have to say because, or not him in league one, just him, building a team around him in league one, I think is a bit worrying, but you know, I I was, I was, I was talking to Alex and a few others on Twitter yesterday. I was thinking about like players that we're still going to have next year. And I mean, I'm kind of limited to, to, to choosing the likes of, as you said, kind of Tom Holmes. Um, Again, I'm struggling from there because it's, I think we're it's just going to be so few, Matt. are
0: Because otherwise, yeah, because like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, like,
2: I'll, I'll be here, umming and aching because you know Yaki yeah. Meite, not going to be here, Lucas Shaw not going to be here, um, Tom Ince probably not going to be actually Femi Aziz, I guess, but mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a difficult one. Oviajaria almost definitely going to be leaving the club. Or oh, well, that is if if we can find again another taker for him. Um, Tyrese Fauna not going to be here. Cassidy not going to be here. Jeff Hendrick not going to be here. In probably one that you'd think about. Are we get again... go
0: through the whole squad here, Matt.
2: <laughs> I'm doing that at the moment. Yeah, seemingly, but yeah, yeah it, it's it's a, it's a tough one. To let's, move on. On. let's move
0: on. This one. There's yeah. another one here. I think this is more of a statement here from Laurie Johnston. Compared to the last time we got relegated to Nationwide Division Two, blimey, I haven't heard that for a long time, Laurie. We had uh, Sir John Modesty, who cared about the club, its future, and its fan. This time, it feels different, and you're absolutely right; it is mm. very different. Die not sharing the same view, SJM said. So what happens when relegation is sealed? Administration or will he sell up? Yeah, because the option you haven't given there is him staying. Mm. And as a fan, I just don't know what's going to happen there, do we, Hugh? I mean, it's the ultimate fear that we have. But also, he's been a disaster. No one can say that Die Young's been a good owner because he just hasn't been.
1: no. No, he's thrown a lot of mud at the wall, hoping that something would stick. Over his, what is it now? Six years since the playoff semi-final against Fulham. That's a that's a good game. If anyone wants to go on YouTube, watch for highlights of that one. Us beating Fulham in a playoff semi-final. Um, but yeah, it's. I said this on the um, football finance podcast we did with with Kieran Maguire. Go back and listen if you haven't already to that one. Um, is is quite good, if I say so myself. Um, where if die wants to sell the club, he is going to have to hope that someone is willing to take on the level of debt that he has leveraged on Reading FC, which is, does not make us a very attractive club to buy. Yes, there are positives to owning a team like Reading. You're near London. You've got a fan base that already exists. There are a lot of positives to Reading. But at the same time, it is a lot of debt sat on Reading for a team that will be in League One. There are probably better clubs for people to to go out and buy if if they're that way inclined. And then if if we get a new owner, how many owners are there in football nowadays that are good? They're all based on the other side of the world. Look at Todd Bowley at Chelsea's like running it into the ground there. The fans hate Levy at Spurs. You could go through the whole ninety-two and you'd struggle to find many owners. Where the um, fans appreciate them, like I, I can't understand for life me why um, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney get so much stick because they've really invested in a community, and that, as fans, is what you want. We just have to hope that Bowen is is being honest and says that he's that dies committed and has learned his mistakes. But that's all we can do until we see the actions of that and that we have learned and that we rise back from league one next season well doesn't have to be next season but we at least see that things are then being done in the right way no more crazy transfers or anything like that we we won't know if if anything good is to come from die but it hasn't for six years i think
2: the the biggest thing really around um the the die selling up piece um is kind of around the he what he holds the cards and it's kind of gonna be up to him on if he if he wants sell up, how much that debt is he willing to write off? Because it's it's about to be honest, I think it's around about eighty to ninety million that he's taken out. Mm. You're not gonna write that off. Um realistically, he owns the stadium. That's probably gonna be about twenty million purchases. If he can reclaim probably 20, 25 million from a club sell, that's twenty-five million written off. That takes you down to, you know, the sixty million mark. If he can then recoup, he'll be recouping one and a half to two million every season on stadium rent. But then when it comes to a state of st- selling the stadium, that's probably another 15 to 20 million, like I say. So it just depends on, but but how long is Die going to want to do that? We don't know. Um, I think when you just look at the numbers of, of his range, as the final point kind of on Die since he's come in um, league positions, 20th, 20th, 14th, 7th, 21st, and what looks to be this season, 22nd whatever way you look at that that's four seasons that have been lower than any other seasons in the last 20 years before that in the championship um and that's that's the bottom line with die frequent decisions overruling other people's um wills you know bowen reportedly wanted to get rid of Ince way before in um way before die finally pulled the trigger you know I think the club would have a lot more hope if Bowen had control. If if Die just let him run the club, there would be a mm. lot more hope with Reading FC right now. Because we, we we hear what Bowen wants to do. People he's brought in, Jared, um, Jared Dublin, Brian Carey, brilliant people. Um, you know, was really really impressed by them when we when we heard from them on Wednesday. But you've got that one overriding person, Die, above him, and kind of following on from that. A big talk on social media last night was obviously um, the devil himself. He had returned. He who shan't be named, but will be named for purposes. Mr. Yurabachan, I feel sick to my stomach. Fucking sorry for the swearing raising his name again, because, yeah, he was at the stadium again. Um, he had returned. Um, Paul, what's kind of your take on it? Because it's a hard one, because he's part. he's part of the owner's entourage. At the end of the day he's a close friend of the owner but it's not really what you want to see when you no a relegation him. Him. no
0: one wants to see him in the planet no one wants to see him in the universe um it's an absolutely dire result on Redden football club what they were talking about yesterday and his influence now nobody knows so i think that's about it really we just do not have a clue what he's doing there um but hugh You have a system of
1: what should be employed at Redden Football Club, and I think we
0: should use this on an everyday
1: basis. Yeah, like how if you go to a nightclub, there's certain local reprobates where they have their picture up and they're not allowed in the place. Do the (laughs) same with him. He shouldn't be allowed through the turnstiles. I don't I know it I know it's saying like, well, what's his influence? This and that. His influence should be zero. Like Bowen should have been I, I just don't get how No-one said to die. Look, the reason we're in this mess is that guy. Like, him and Gourlay are part of the reasons and they shouldn't be let near here. Like, when we play West Brom, not that we will for a while now, but when we do, Gourlay shouldn't be allowed in the stadium either. So what what Jurachan's doing at Reading versus Wigan, oh, it's just beyond me. Just shouldn't be allowed anywhere near the club. Like, if we want to rebuild, I think it's just really put the mood down in the fan base as well from what I've seen on Twitch. So many people just going, we felt so positive coming away from Thursday and just seeing that man's face at the ground. It it's, feels a like a it's a PR disaster. It's a PR
2: disaster whenever he comes near the stadium. And that's the bottom line, you know, like Reading FC owner Bowen, whoever, whoever's listening to this podcast from the club, just stop him from coming to the stadium because whenever it surfaces, can, he's there. If
0: it's the owner, that's the issue. I don't, yeah. disagree. I don't yeah. disagree with the Eve review at all. I'd happily never see him again mm. in my life near the stadium, but it's just not going to happen, is it? While we've got this owner,
2: no. And it's the problem, I guess. You know, the owner, he's employed good people, you know, to do, to do jobs. But, you know, as we found out, how much like rain does actually Bowen and Co actually have over the owner? Or how much does the owner want to listen to other people? You know, at the end of the day, it's his, as much as I hate to say it, it's his club he owns it you know but like just read the room like 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 we say it's just disastrous whenever he he comes
0: right should we finish this on one last question yes andrew butcher us can we win the Papa John's trophy next season? Now that for <laughs> me
2: is the right level that we should be going. For. Oh my god, that is!
0: Come. Can we win? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's it's it's
2: it's getting to those levels though, isn't it? But uh, it's, it is. it's one of the, it's one of the things that, to be honest, like to be honest, this morning, I, like like I woke up and I was a, I, I was a little bit more kind. Like yesterday, I was I felt horrible, you know, as as everyone else did, but kind of a like. I'm very accepting of the fact that we're in league one next year and kind of, I kind of look at it. There's, there's going to be some kind of fun trips. It's kind of as like some in the sudden until I die series, they said, you know, just get um, league one will be fun for the, for, for the fans for one season, but we don't want to be stuck here for, for four or five seasons. It's I feel like it's going to be kind of like that, but the most depressing thing is the thought of the Papa John's trophy on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night and playing like, I don't know, like, uh, Brighton's under twenty-threes or under twenty ones, whatever they're called now, Chelsea under twenty ones,
1: you know. FA Cup first round. Oh, FA Cup first yeah, round. Yeah, that's as scary well. for me. The FA Cup first round. I've the idea about that we could get knocked out by like Bracknell Town or the Met police. That that'd be <laughs> so ready, the Met police to knock out Leading
0: in. in Blythe
1: Bly Spartans away. Maybe they can stop Keir Jarachan
0: <laughs> coming in. That's who we want. We want to draw the Met police. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh dear no I don't oh think I think God. we should wrap it up here Matt don't yeah you think? I think I think we've had enough I think um, we really appreciate you listening thanks and if you have endured whatever it is the show um, give us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify and we will keep going whatever and we will be back with a preview for the game against Huddersfield Will it mean anything we don't know <laughs> but we can only hope there's not much is there <laughs> you know it's football up the fucking ding that's the lowest key ever one